I'ma show you who's winning. So if you know, like I know, instead of messing around, play like Roy Rogers and slow, slow down. Just give yourself a break, or someone else will take your title. Namely me, because I'm homicidal. That means murder. You're some out the herder, another MC. They try to get with me, I'll just break them and make them and break them and take them and mold them and make them hold up the peace sign. Arsenal on the way. Hey. What's happening? Radio TV. Oh. Got the vapors. We got the vapors. Said, bonus jam. Bonus jam. Bonus jam. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back, folks. This is your favorite podcast. Everybody. Holla if you hear me. Jay's Joint Podcast. Listen, like I said, Pride Month. Shout out to all my Pride peoples. Yes. How's y'all doing? I know all y'all got y'all stories. Y'all coming out stories. Um, and, and anybody that, that we do have on the show, I wouldn't mind asking you about your coming out story because maybe your story might inspire the next one. Yeah. That's afraid to. Um, our guest is ready. Is he, is he on the Skype now, T? Yes. Uh, we made mention of him. Journalist, playwright, author, LGBTQ advocate. Let's go. A million and one goddamn contributor jobs and executive editors yes. and writer coalition jobs. Worked here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> um, Mr. Nathan James... How are hello, you? Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, guys, and thank you very much for having me with you tonight. It's a pleasure to be here during Pride Month. How you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's already busy. We're into the month that is the most significant for our community, so I have a lot on my plate, but again, it's a real privilege to be here with you guys today. Thank you. We, we appreciate you. having you on the show, and you know, happy Pride Month to you. Yes, definitely. Thank Happy you. Pride Thank Month you. to you. We have a we have a shit ton of questions that to ask you about uh, all your many of titles. Like, first off, um, I see all your different labels, right? Uh, would you happen to be Jamaican? <laughs> I have Jamaican ancestry. Yes, wow. I am. And start my father's side. Uh, my family is from the Caribbean. Book, 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 More fire, more yes. fire, more fire. Yeah, because I just I honestly. Journalist, playwright, author. How do you how do you balance all of that? Okay, I'll break it down for you. Well, I'm a freelance journalist, which means that my work will appear on many different platforms. I pitch articles or have them assigned to me. And wherever I can make the sale is where my work goes. And I've been fortunate enough, as you mentioned, to have my bylines appear in such storied platforms as the Hollywood Digest and Huffington Post and NBC Out, which is the LGBTQ portal for NBC News. Ah. Okay, shout out to that. I've also uh, been the political editor at DBQ Magazine. And to answer your earlier question on the show, DBQ stands for David Bridgeforth Quarterly after the publisher. I, I would have never guessed yeah, that. Yeah, like, I thought it was some real complex shit. Like, uh, all right, okay. <laughs> and uh, I've also been the executive editor of GBM News. GBM stands for Gay Black Men News for and about the gay black community. Hey. I was the executive editor there for 12 and a half years. Oh, shout nice. out to that. You know what, shout out to that. Because you know what? Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but my, 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 one of my questions that I definitely wanted to ask you, right? Okay, now now that I'm glad that you made mention of uh, GBM News, the the gay black men news. Um, yes. How how was that experience? You having to come out to your family about you, you know, what I'm saying you 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 would call yourself the you're part of the G gang, right? Yes. You're, and, you're, you're the G uh, gang. I'm sorry. You're, you're part of the G gang out of the LGBTQ. Yeah. 
Rep, rep your yeah. set, dog. Rep, <laughs> rep your gang. Like my my co-host, he repping his B gang. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You know. He, 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 he bisexual. We represent them. I'm A for ally. Rep your gang. Be proud of your shit. <laughs> Throw your set up in the air for your <laughs> gang. Um, but no, what was that like? I guess coming out to your family about you know I me mean, you being gay. How how was how how did that go? Well, it's pretty complex. I knew I was gay at a relatively early age, back in the 1970s, and yes, I am showing my age. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Hey, whatever, when was, whatever. When I was in junior high school, I uh, realized that this is who I was, and I also understood back in that era that this was something I needed to keep my mouth shut about, which I did. But when the time came for me to come out to my family, they were surprisingly supportive. That's awesome. Shout Especially out to your that, family. That and, and now that 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 is to say, my immediate family was surprisingly supportive. Uh, other more distant relatives, cousins, aunts, uncles, things like that, they were not as receptive to discovering this once my parents told them about it. So it's kind of been a mixed bag. But here I am, and here is the person I've always been. If, they have difficulty accepting that. Uh, I've always felt that that was something on them. Facts. That's yeah, yeah. definite, it's definite gonna, facts. Like it's not going to stop you from being who you are, right? Exactly. Yeah, we've come a long way since those days. You know, it used to be illegal in every state in the country. Yes. To be LGBT, police would lock you up for that. That's what the Stonewall Rebellion was all about. And, you know, we're at a point now where we've come a long way. However, the rights that are granted to us, in other words, the rights that we have sought, which everyone else has, like the right to marry, the right not to be arrested for who we are, the right to express ourselves freely and openly without retaliation, like losing our jobs— that tends to go back and forth. The last presidential administration, for example, threw all the transgender troops out of the military, something the current president has had to restore. So the pendulum does swing back and forth. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. It should just be one way. Well, if you're willing to, to fight for our country, then I, I salute you, no matter what you are, who you are, and what you do behind closed doors. Like, just thank you for... Defending our freedoms, yeah. you know. I mean, as a combat veteran myself, truth be told, I didn't give a fuck about your sexual orientation or what you thought you, or what, who you say you are. As long as you got my sex, I got yours. And you want to go the fuck back home? So the fuck do I. And and that's and to me, that's really all that really matter. I yes. did not, I did not. It didn't matter to me about the person's sexual preference. I don't care. We had a job to do. We gotta get this shit done. And that to me was just it. That's that's just me. But um. But no, Tim, I mean, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Nathan. The reason why I asked you those questions, I know how being, you know, uh, uh, gay in the black community, that is hard for some folks to yeah. accept. Like, that is one of the hardest things for people in the black community to accept because they, they feel as though that, you know, oh, I'm the reason why they're gay. Like, no, nah, I don't think you are. I, yeah, I don't. I was, was going to ask, um, what what struggles um, have you encountered then that are easier now and um like what was the the path in in getting to where we are now well there are quite a few things that are easier now than they were say when i was in college for example now we can marry who we love that used to be illegal across the board now we 
are beginning to see, I'm not going to say we're there yet, but we're beginning to see acceptance in popular culture. We're beginning to see acceptance of who we are, what our relationships like are like, how we express ourselves. And we have, especially in the big cities, in the big and I should qualify that, the big cities in blue states. Yes. We're beginning to see legislation that is aimed at protecting us against discrimination, against hate crimes that are carried out against us. I got gay bashed a number of years ago. Oh, and no. it was one of the most horrible experiences of my life. Now there are laws that enhance the penalties for people who choose to express their bigotry that way. It's the Matthew Shepard law, right? That was years ago. Another thing I've noticed is that popular culture is changing and our community is more finding greater acceptance in artistic expression. Yes. A very good example of that is Lil Nas X, who has just taken off like a skyrocket. Yes. And I think it's wonderful that he is able to be out and proud and free at such a young age and early point in his career. I'm sure you guys are aware that artists, entertainers, celebrities, Movie stars used to wait until very late in their careers to yeah. come out if yeah. they came out at all. Very true. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. They said uh, Marilyn Monroe had a girlfriend. I believe uh, that. They said Marilyn Monroe had a girlfriend. Um, I forgot the lady's name, but I remember reading about it. I was like, okay, well, hey, that's what she like. Nothing wrong with that. I definitely, I definitely feel we definitely like got ourselves a sexy one. I know that for sure. Yeah, I definitely feel like now it's like as a culture and as like. You know, as a client, like, like June comes around and every big corporation has like yep. their rainbow Everything. stuff that they're releasing, and whether it's you know Reebok or Nike or you know even Paramount Plus, like, has changed their mm -hmm. logo for Pride Month, and I think that is so cool that you know people are able to have that and be able to celebrate that and enjoy that. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't listen to Lil Nas X, but but I do cheer how he pisses everybody the fuck off. I like that aspect of yeah, because he's like, you know what, bro? They trying to hold you back. Do your thing. He's like, very much being authentically yeah, him, and just, it's really refreshing. Just be yourself. Like I just wasn't Old Town Road wasn't my thing, so I wasn't gonna listen to it. It's just that's just not my kind of music that I listen the, to. The, everything else he's released yeah. after that, I'm obsessed with. Like. But well, the phrase I like to use to describe Little Nas X is unapologetically out and proud. Yeah. Yes, that's him. And I think he's setting a great example for some young gay kid living in the Midwest in a not-too-friendly area who can see someone like himself not only being successful but thriving in what he chooses to do. And that will give him hope because there is so there are so many things that are still stacked against us that that young, the gay youth, the gay, lesbian, bisexual, and trans youth need all the encouragement they can yes. get. Yes, and I feel like with Lil Nas X, it also gives something for the allies to see, like, all right, like, he's the same as us, and, I mean, he's, just because he does something I, different, he still puts his pants on one leg at a time the same way we do, and it makes, it's making them more acceptable of everything told you i like them and and that's i think that's a really dope trait in a person in any artist like any artist that can express their themselves like or their sexuality or their you know gender fluidity is is really awesome and 
I really appreciate it. See, y'all got these intelligent ass responses, and all I can say <laughs> is I love the fact that he's just pissing everybody off and he's unapologetic about it. Yeah. I really, I really fucking do. It's like, nah, fuck you, motherfucker. But it don't matter. Um, Nathan, now the whole playwright thing, right? What mm-hmm. what plays have you worked on? Well, the most significant play that I can mention that I think I think is the most significant of all the plays, and I've written several, okay. was a play called Stories. And Stories was a based on reality, in other words, based on the lives of the individual cast members, all of whom were New Yorkers, and how they overcame adversaries or adversity that was personal to them. One character dealt with drug addiction because of society's pressures on him as a gay man. Another character was a domestic abuse survivor. Still, another character was dealing with overwhelming anxiety attacks. And the play was all about how their lives intermingle and how they find a way to overcome and see the light at the end of the tunnel. I kind of thought that was a little parable for our times. It was at the National Black Theater, and it still remains one of my most cherished memories of my work in theater. Another major production that I did, which is seven years ago this month, as a matter of fact, Shout out to was, that. was the first LGBTQ Pride concert held at Carnegie Hall. We did that on June 25th, 2014. Awesome. Okay. Shout out to Our that. headline artist was the first black trans woman ever to perform openly at Carnegie Hall. Her name was Tona Brown. That's pretty she rad. She played violin. She's a concert symphonic violinist, and she was able to do the recital at Carnegie Hall. It was the most unforgettable night of my life. The show itself was called From Stonewall to Carnegie Hall, <laughs> and it took the audience from that historic day in 1969 to where we are now. Somebody's phone vibrating? Yes, it did. And uh, we were very pleased to see all kinds of luminaries from the LGBTQ community that came out to see us. Uh, We even sold the nosebleed seats. I was very pleased about that. Nice. And it was just a magical night. It just was something I'll never forget if I live to be 100. I, really, I, <laughs> I like that. I really enjoy that name, too, from Stonewall to Carnegie Hall. like Because, you know, I've been studying, okay, the Stonewall Rights, 1969. Am I correct? It was June yes, 1969. It was started by the, uh, uh, um, I think the lady's last name was Johnson. Marsha P. Johnson, that's Boom. correct. I've been, yes. I've, been, I've been doing my LGBTQ studies, okay? I've been doing that, all right? She she, she threw a brick or a rock or something at a police officer, and that's how it started off at the Stonewall Inn. I love when they say, like, when I see T-shirts that say the first Pride was a riot because that's literally what it was. It was They were rioting against the police to to get them to stop picking on them. And have you? I know you lived in New York. Have you been to the Stonewall Inn? No, I, I, well, I can't tell you where it's at. To be honest, I, I might have walked past and not realized it. To be honest with you, I went one time, funnest like place ever, and the the whole yeah. vibe is just love. And how was it for you, Nathan? There will always be an opportunity for you to see the stone wall because the stone wall is now part of the national park system. It's an oh, historic landmark. Yes. It's okay. a historic landmark. So shout out, shout outs to that. Shout outs to that. Yeah, when I lived in the city, I honestly I didn't know much about this then. I didn't know much about this until recently when I decided to look into it because, yeah, I I wanted to know why June was Pride Month 
I mean, especially if I'm going to dedicate a whole month for shows to the Pride community, I need to know these things. So when I looked into it, I said, oh, all right, that's that's how it all started. Cool. I feel like that whole village scene is really just really influential to pop culture as a whole. Like, I know growing up seeing, like, the club kids and, like, the Lee Bowery's and, like, all, like, the RuPaul's and all that stuff. Like, that just seemed so fun to me. Like, that just seemed like they were always having a good time. There wasn't a care in the world. And, like, knowing now what I know about back then, it's, like, it's kind of sad that, like, that was their only, like... Mm-hmm place to like hang out that was their only safe space and even that got like fucked with and like it 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 just makes me sad but i'm glad that we're at a place we are now because i feel like everything's very accepting and very very like peaceful Mm -hmm. for the most part definitely that now your advocacy work what kind of advocacy uh all right Start all over again. <laughs> Your advocacy work. What well, is- I've always been an advocate for and about the community. That's something that goes way, way back many, many years. I was on the executive committee of New York City Black Pride for several years. Okay. I also participated in Heritage of Pride. I've marched in every New York City Pride march for the past 20 years. Okay. Yes. I've organized and helped uh, to put on protest marches against gay bashing, Mm, which is still something that is with us in spite of all the progress that we've made. And I'm very active right here in Philadelphia with an organization called 50 Shades of Purple Against Bullying. Uh I like the name. Which is really doing yeoman work. Yeah. Awareness of our community and trying to address bullying, particularly against school-age and high school-age children who may be LGBT. We marched in the Philly Pride March before the pandemic in 2019 and actually won Best Small Group in the Parade. I was very happy about that. Shout out to that. Yes. They're just doing a fantastic job. And advocacy is something that's always been close to my heart because, let's face it, we're not there yet. We're not going to be there yet for a, a great many more years. Yes. You know, heterosexuality is still the default in our society, and we're still the marginalized group, whether you're LGB or T. And if you look around the country now, we're starting to see kind of a pushback against the progress that we've made over the years, where the states are now prohibiting trans athletes from participating in sports that conform to their gender identity. In Arkansas, they've gone even further. It is now legal for doctors, hospitals, or other healthcare providers to refuse to treat you if you're LGBTQ, and that conflicts with their the beliefs, and... their rigid religious beliefs. Uh, and then, and uh, I should point out that this is not the only state that this has been proposed in. In Indiana, when Mike Pence was governor there, he passed a turn away to gays law similar to ones that Mississippi and Alabama have passed that allow businesses or individuals to refuse goods and services to the LGBTQ community, kind of uh, modern-day Jim Crow, if you will. Mm -hmm. These are the kinds of things that we're fighting back against all the time. And yes, my advocacy even extends to my writing because I will do op-eds whenever and wherever I feel they're necessary if I think that something needs to be addressed and our voice needs to be heard. That's right. Do that shit. Do that shit. Do it. 
I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, your uh, uh, author title. Have you written any books? Yes, I have. Uh, in fact, the most recent was a collaboration. I helped my friend Dwight Allen O'Neill do his autobiography called Shit Coulda Woulda. <laughs> I like the name. You can read the foreword uh, that I wrote. I wrote a foreword for him in the front of the book. And it's a delightfully self-deprecating autobiography where he details what his mistakes were on his journey to stardom and how he benefited from them, and maybe the reader can too. I've also written um, I've written what would be considered gay erotica. Without going too deeply into that, those are stories, of course, for and about gay men to enjoy when they want to curl up in bed with a good book and feel a certain <laughs> way. There you go. <laughs> I like how classy and, he put that. <laughs> I, you want I to really curl up in bed. <laughs> I really yeah, appreciate I'm, that. And my next book is in progress right now. It's a story called Archipelago, and it's very much a New York story. And the title comes from the fact that New York City is not just one geographical body of land. It's a series of islands all joined together to make one big city. And I thought Archipelago describes the five boroughs very well that way. And it talks about seven characters, each from a different island in the city, and how their lives intertwine, and it is very much an LGBTQ story. Okay, that's pretty rad. I'm only I'm only assuming that you said they're they're intertwined from different sections of the city. They would also represent different letters in the community as well. I'm sorry. Am I am I reading too deep into your book? I mean, it's like you said they're all coming from different parts of the city, right? Like different islands. Yes. And, now now and yes, each, each one each is a different character corresponds to a different letter of the LGBTQIA community. That's correct. That's and, and, awesome. and, and you know what? I gotta ask you a couple of these questions because you know what? I get on my co host about this shit. And <laughs> it is something that burns my heart that I have to ask you guys. One, um, it's the animal compromise. Like, dog, why do y'all gotta take all the fucking cool animals, yo? <laughs> Like why can't why can't us straight folks have like bear? You guys have everything else. No, no, no. We gotta we gotta have a a straight gay coalition to find the middle ground. You want straight bears? Do I want? No. I wait. Damn. That didn't even. You know what? Y'all can have bears. Thank you. No. <laughs> but see, no. There's other animals that y'all have in the community that y'all gotta share with us in the straight community. Okay. Uh, look, we gotta we gotta find that middle ground compromise. Can we do that? Can we do that? Yes, we can. Okay, cool. All right, we got. We got. We're going to work on that one. And the other question that I had to ask you, I think I forgot it that fast, but I was going to come back to me. Don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, by what year do you really believe that your community will have every letter in the alphabet in the fucking community? Like, how many do y'all have now? Seven. Well, I think that I was going to say that's why they kind of added the plus. Like we're just like. We're just including instead of adding letters now at this point, we're just it's a plus. Y'all y'all just been We thought this out. It's well calculated. Y'all y'all got y'all about to have half the fucking alphabets and <laughs> all the cool uh, yeah, animals. I don't I don't think we're gonna consume the entire alphabet. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're close. You're very close. We're working, We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. We're working towards emojis next. <laughs> Yo, see, y'all stealing every fucking thing. Like we, like I'm all for y'all having rights, but why y'all stealing all this shit? <laughs> like I'm all for it. Like I don't have no issue with none of that shit. But why y'all gotta steal the cool animals? Like, like, well, 
Otter is not that cool. Otter is Otters are like, awesome. Okay, so you mean like unicorns and bears? <laughs> yeah, he gets mad about it all the time. I, I seriously do. I really do. Like y'all got the fucking. I seen one was like a, a wolf. Oh uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I could be a, a, a the pup the pup situation. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm good with that one. Y'all can have a pup. Y'all can have a pup. So you're gonna give up your mask now? I, I threw that shit away. I, I, I threw it away just so people don't get anything confused with me. I'm good. Like, yeah, it was it was a joke that you went bad. You could have donated it to a pup. Those things are expensive. That was an Amazon purchase for like five ninety nine, bro. Oh, that shit. Interesting. That shit was not right. that. Yeah, it I, looked good. Because you you know I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a joke that went bad. Because as soon as that first guy said to me, I think I purchased you before. I had to take that shit right the fuck off. <laughs> like I was like, nah, bro. You went. You went. See, you went too far, too fast. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even on that level. I wasn't even there yet. It's a, it's they're big. That's like a big thing right now in the community is like the pup play. <sighs> whatever, that's the, whatever, that's 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 just y'all thing. I, I you, can't, know. you know, animals are cute and cuddly, and who doesn't love something that's cute and cuddly? And that's why we take all the animals. Um. Also, VP of LGBTQ affairs at my brother's house, a registered, yeah. What is that? Okay, let me let me tell you about my brother's house because that's important. My brother's house is a nonprofit organization, and we're headquartered right here in Philadelphia. I am the VP of LGBTQ Affairs, and I'm also the operations VP for Philadelphia. And what we do is we house homeless military veterans and their families. That's we dope. We have operations in Philadelphia, in New York, soon to be in Baltimore, in a small town in Missouri called Sykeston. We're expanding all over the country. And one of the things I think makes our organization unique is we have set aside a residence just for LGBTQ veterans yes. so that they can have a safe, supportive space because we have found that when we try to house gay, lesbian, or trans veterans with straight veterans, some of them are un- some of the straight veterans are uncomfortable with this. So we have decided to have an LGBT house where they can Be live inside or- in what they know is going to be a safe space. And I think that's very important. Again, particularly in light of what President Trump did during his first term. Within six months of taking the oath of office, he kicked all the trans troops out of the military because he could. Like I said, you cover my six, I got you. I did not give a flying fuck what you did. I'm, I'm that veteran who did not care about just sexual preference at all. One of my closest friends outside of the military, L. One of my closest friends within the military, L. Okay, they represent the L gang. I love them until they steal the girls that I'm trying to talk to. That's about the only time <laughs> that we have issues. But other than that, yeah, I've never, I've never cared. And I think that's really cool that they have, you know, like a space that they can just exist in. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, though, the military was a, a legit space for some to really exist in. Yeah, because it's like, you know what? I'm just here for a certain job, a certain task. Let me just do that. And it was like, I think the like. Don't ask, don't tell thing kind of like helped too because it was like you were able to just be a person like in the military and like. And I'm not gonna lie to you, like some 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 of the trans troops is tall as shit. Yeah, that shit is, that shit is intimidating. I would like to have an intimidating looking person on my team. Yes, I want to look like a mean ass troop. Why the fuck not? Like <laughs> hell, like oh the my buddy that covers my six. 
Yeah, they dressing, they dress up afterwards, but shit, they six foot fucking eight. And when they look down on you, I bet you'd be scared. Right. Because I know I'd probably be if they got a gun. And well, no, not what they got a gun, but still. I'm running, period. Yeah, that's just some folks. But yes, you know what, Nathan James? See, the work that you do, honestly, I fucking appreciate it to no end, especially the stuff that you say that includes the military, because I myself am a combat veteran. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that right there to me, you you deserve you deserve all of that, all those clap of claps. For I that. would like to say thank you too, just for you doing the work you did then allows me to be who I am now. And I appreciate that and I thank you for that. And keep up the good fight. Now now, because you know, I, I do see a few other things that I want to ask you about too. All right, you ready for this? Slay TV. What would that what was that like? Slay TV is an online streaming portal for and about the LGBTQ community. Uh, I wrote a few articles for Mr. Tarrington's website, which is slaytv.com. And it's a new way for the community to have a destination online where they can see people like themselves performing contemporary dramas, comedy, the things that you watch on television. The LGBTQ community is still grossly underrepresented in mainstream TV. Every once in a while, you'll get a show like Pose, which was fantastic. That show is amazing. You'll see that. But most of the other shows that have centered around our community, like Noah's Ark, for example, or Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, these are on... These are on cable platforms off the mainstream path. Mm-hmm. So so Slay TV creates a portal where we can go and see ourselves and see stories about ourselves. And Slay TV is not the only LGBTQ platform out there. There's Here TV, there's Logo. So we're starting to see more and more as time goes by. Yes. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. And Legend of Fashion. How, how did that come about? Fashion was, excuse me, <coughs> Legends of Fashion was a magazine that I did at the request of Dwight Eubanks from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh-huh. Okay. What he did is he has a fashion show every year in normal times, not during the pandemic, but in normal times. And the fashion show is a benefit in Atlanta. Um, and this one was for the Little Ladies of Mecca. And the Little Ladies of Mecca is an organization, a nonprofit, that funds and encourages young black women to go to college and get an education. They sponsor scholarships, they have workshops, they have educational support programs. And Legends of Fashion was the magazine that went with the fashion show. And I interviewed fashion designers and people that are in the industry and the little ladies of Mecca themselves. And we put together this lovely little magazine that I edited and wrote about. And this was something I did at the request of Dwight Eubanks, who is a good friend and has always been an ardent supporter of me and my work. And it was a very nice thing to do. That sounds awesome. That sounds fun. I feel like you do, like, you have, like, so many, like, like, everything you touch, you touch, like, is, is giving back to the community. And that's really cool that... You know, you were, you find time like to be able to help with all these different organizations and things to like empower the community, grow the community, expand the community. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'll tell you what, you can say I'm the gay Terry, uh, Tyler Perry when I have Tyler Perry's money. <laughs> Look, uh, listen. You, you, you got the ambition. That's a start. You definitely got the <laughs> ambition. You just got to find your Medea. There you go. You just got to find whatever your Medea is. Nathan James, uh, do me this favor, okay? Let the folks know how they can contact you. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at NathanJames64. You can find me on Twitter at RealNathanJames and on Facebook, of course, at NathanJamesFB. You can read my work on all the platforms I mentioned, the Hollywood Digest, Huffington Post, NBC Out, DBQ Magazine. And I also appear on a podcast regularly called Drinks with Jess right here in Philadelphia. Okay, shout out to them. I do a political commentary there for and about the LGBTQ community. You can find that at dwjphl.com. All right. Thank you. And I want to give a shout out before before we get uh, leave you. I want to give a shout out to my homeboy, Ike Avelli. Okay. Ike is the, a, a gay comic that I know. that was able to hook me up with some of the guests that we have this month for, the, uh, for, for Pride Month. So, Ike, thank you. Shout outs to you. Yes. Thank you for... Connecting me with Nathan for the show. Um, Nathan, you've been wonderful. Um, Thank you. I'm so glad that you was able to be on this show yes, and, and, and yes. represent represent your gang. You know what I'm saying? Represent your people in your in your in your community. Yes. And all keep the, up the good work. Yes, definitely keep up with the good work and all the fine fucking work that you're doing. Keep on keeping on. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on your show and for being such diligent allies of our community. Yes. Hey, listen, we all want rights. I don't see why I should try to hold somebody back from getting theirs. Exactly. I don't see a reason for it. We're all one people. Yes. I mean. Yeah. And, and, and before I before I go, I should mention Ike is one of my best friends in the world, and I am very grateful to him for helping connect me to your platform. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So shout out to Ike and his Donna Summers loving ass. <laughs> I believe it's Donna Summers. I hope I'm saying the right one. Anywho, thank you again, Nathan. Take care, gentlemen. Thanks, you too. Hey, we are nearing the end of the show. But before we end the show, okay, I must. All right, I've been holding on to this one. <laughs> I must drop another Chocolate J confessionals. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Chocolate Gay Confessionals. <laughs> Taylor. Chocolate Gay Confessionals number 104. <laughs> okay. I know that when people hear me talk, I am the most anti R. Kelly person that you know. I just can't help it. You know what I'm saying? It's just something about the bruh. I just can't be. I still play R. Kelly music. But, okay. There's just that one song that I just haven't fully given up yet. Is it feeling on your booty? I just haven't given it up yet because I just. Is it? It's It's got to be one of three songs. Okay. It's got to be either. Uh. Bump and grind, feeling on your booty, or world's greatest. So you got any guesses? No. Step in the name of love. All right, so boom, check it. Why is not step in the name of love? I wasn't really dancing like that to that shit. I mean, I, the, the, the dance was cool, whatever, but I just wasn't, right. I wasn't, you know I mean? That wasn't my That's shit. That's fair. Um, you said world's greatest? Yeah. I just think talent shows at the back center. Listen. Look, fuck I'm that. Magic ripped it. Magic. magic ripped shout fucking out my girl, shout, out, magic. shout out to Lil Magic. I'm that yeah, up in the sky. sky. I'm that mountain peak of high. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Yo, that was like a we are the world moment of our high school. Like she would just she could break up any fight by just walking in the middle and singing the world's greatest. Shout out to Magic. Shout Shout out to Magic. Um, bump and grind. Why it's not bump and grind. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Bump and grind wasn't even my favorite fucking song off of that album. Twelve play was my favorite song off of that album. Fair. I'm being hundred percent real. Like I just I don't I'll be real. I don't listen to Kelly like that at all. Like honestly, after the tape came out, I really started sliding away from him being a hundred percent real. I mean, I bought the chocolate factory. That yeah. shit slapped. I mean, the radios played the song, so you didn't hear it no matter what. So yeah. But anywho, um, this is my song for yes. real, no doubt. Hey. The DJ's making me feel thugged out. So I walk you to the dance floor. We begin to dance slow. Put your arms around me. I'm feeling on your booty. I'm not gonna lie. I haven't given that song up yet, bro. That is one song that I will. If it comes on, I'm humping everything. I don't give a fuck. That is that is a <laughs> that, that, hump you know that? song. <laughs> like that Homer Simpson gif? Yo, slow grinding. I immediately turn into motherfuckers on the Pretty Ricky Challenge. <laughs> 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 Everything's getting grinded on. Okay. If your butt is nice, I'm squeezing like, it. Like I, I can't give up that song just yet. No, you I shouldn't. Can't. I can't. And the like, video, Lil' Kim is in that video. And we all hey, know how pretty mama, how you doing? Reason number one on why you can't give up that song. For the weekend. He spent the last 45 seconds of that song yodeling the word booty. 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 It's literally like the greatest love song ever. And then it's followed up by the storm is over. Storm is over now. I wasn't checking for that. Yeah, no, because I just thought it was always weird that R. Kelly ended his albums with a gospel track. And he literally did the gospel track right after feeling on your booty. I still booty. play that. See, so yes, Chocolate Jake Confessionals number 104. I just haven't been able to give it up I yet. I support like, you in not giving up that uh, that song. Why? Because more booties need to be felt on. The yes. word booty needs to be yodeled more. Yes. Um, booties need to be described better, too. Yeah. The, we don't give the booty enough credit. Yes. Booty booty needs more appreciation. Like, I, I'm here for it. So, yeah, I, feeling on your booty. It's my favorite R. Kelly song. Like, one of my favorite Instagram workout individuals to follow. I'm not going to put her name out there. She used to do a Wedgie Wednesday. Okay. She stopped doing it, but her she wedgie, got them pants. Well, here's the thing. No, no, just before the pants. Oh, she was she was showing her gains in the gym, and like she was actually proud of how she went from being petite sort of, and then how she from her working out was when she got the thickums. I just want to like curl up in booty, like sleep in it, like grab a cheek, roll over, like comforter, and just booty, booty, in. booty, booty, rocking everywhere. Mm-mm-mm. Like Pixar mom booty is always. That's that's top. That's just laugh. Yes, Pixar, Pixar booty is lit. Like Pixar mom is like top three for me. Yeah, for me. I Dexter's Lab mom. Yo, she's a Pixar booty, ain't she, Chris? No, she's not. She's, like, she's almost. She's she's like they're cousins. Yeah. Okay. They're cousins. And 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 the assistant or the receptionist from the Powerpuff Girls, she also has some. Because Pixar booty goes for the the lady in blue. I'm yeah. sorry. And I'm sorry. And Rio. Yeah. Uh, um. The Incredibles. Yes. Meet the Robinsons. Yes. Um, who am I leaving anybody else out? I feel like I'm leaving somebody else out. Shout out to all cartoon booties. Like 
Because there have been nice, nice cartoon booties. <laughs> really have been. That's, that's, that's crazy, ain't it? Like I'm here for it. Jessica Rabbit. And then Megan Ford. I'm oh, sorry, Megan. Melissa Ford calling herself <sighs> Jessica Rabbit. What? <sighs> this is how you end the goddamn show, bro. I'm just being real. Megan's like, booty's like delicious. Shout out to delicious. Uh, uh, Sky from Shout Black Sky. Fucking, uh, who else got a wagon on them? Oh, my favorite on reality TV right now, seriously, uh, uh, Young Bay, Black Ink, New York. Yeah. She's one of my favorites, but my top favorite, my top favorite out of all of them on reality TV. Listen, all right, Black Ink Crew Chicago, my girl Charmaine Bay is she got thick. She's thick. And with like, like three C's. Yo, she got a donk. Charmaine thicker than oatmeal in the winter, bro. Yeah. Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. I'm about to go watch Megan Thee Stallion on Legendary. She's another thick one. If you fucking with me, then you know we're going to pay. Pussy finger licking good like I mixed it with Obey. Thank you. I'm going to listen to Feeling on Your Booty on the way home. Hey, so shout outs to that. Shout outs to that. This is my um, song for real. No. Like I said, we're nearing the end of the show. She couldn't make it with us. Grease Kitchen. IG. Two ends. Second end, flavor. Yes. Uh, get the booty. K-Bop. PSA for the day. Uh, podcast with T at gmail.com if you hey. have an idea for a podcast. Squat up. Keep throwing that shit out there. Let's go. Podcast with T at gmail.com. We posted that shit up on IG the other week just to let you guys know. You're trying to get down. That's the homie right there. Um, King Tove. Yeah, man. Let you know. can uh, find me on Snapchat and IG at King Tofer. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Topher Cardwell and at your local neighborhood party this weekend, feeling on a boo <laughs> a boo I'm not going to be able to, like, I'm going to be singing that for the next five days now. Like, I'm sorry to my people at the day trap. Because you're about to hear me boodle. <laughs> boodle. I like that. You know what? Hashtag boodle. That's Hashtag boodle. I'm going to yodel <laughs> that's booty, booty that's b- for eight hours a day now. Booty yodeling boodle. Boodle. Shout out to Kevin Gates, Janae Aiko, getting people to eat booty like groceries. I don't know why that was a thing, but. uh, That's their thing. They they appreciate the booty in their own way. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Not, not this guy. That's just. We need booty appreciation month. So people just act the ass the whole fucking month. <laughs> I hate you. Get out. <laughs> and, then, and then that's me. Yeah. Your boy Chocolate J. You can find me on the Facebook under J up by Yasuo Watkins. You can find me on the Twitter under Chocolate J underscore JJP. Save me. You can find me on Snapchat and IG under God King Payaso. That's G O D K I N G P A Y A S O. Harold's Bakery at Harold's uh, underscore Bakery 720 on IG. Um, you can find us yes. on the Twitter under uh, at, at Joint J's. You yes. can find us on the Facebook under J's Joint Podcast. Yes. You can find us on the IG under J's Joint Podcast. Yes. Where we're just throwing a whole lot of content out there for you guys. Flooding the system, motherfuckers. Yeah. You can find us yes. on the YouTube. Let's go. On the J's Joint Podcast. If you need to email us, you can email us at jaysjointpodcast at gmail.com. It's me, your boy Chocolate J Grease, T Many Nicknames, King Toe. Don't forget to tip your medicine, man. Anyway.
Okay. We out. The meaning of this word without no doubt means nobody want to beat that one you down and out. Now when you established and got a lot of money, everybody want to be your buddy and honey. Like tall bills.